Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here we go. Let's get to it. We're going to get to some playoff predictions after I tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup, takeout option items for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area locations, eight of which are dying in. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We are going to welcome aboard my uh, play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. I don't know if you heard it yesterday, but I did mention in our Oilers Now injury report that uh, Tyler Michaels is going to be out three weeks to a month. Uh, we just wanted to put a shout-out there to tell him that we're all behind him and that uh, hopefully he's going to uh, get over the busted finger shortly and get right back at him, okay? So that's an important thing. I, I just wanted to share that with our listeners. you got a tough kid there, so keep her going. All I right? Pre- I appreciate it, Bob, and he will too. Thanks. All right, and we've got Reed Wilkins, host of Inside Sports and part of the Oilers Radio Network. Hello, Reed. Bob, Brendan, great to be on with you. Hi, Jeff. Yes, yeah, so we've got uh, Brendan as well. Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chit Studios. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to do the three Western Conference series not involving the Oilers. We'll take a break. Then we'll quickly bang off the East. Then we'll circle back to Edmonton and Chicago. So, uh, Jack, you're going to get the first call on the Calgary-Winnipeg series that I have a vast amount of personal interest in. Who are you taking and why? I think Winnipeg will sweep Calgary. I think for whatever reason, the Flames, uh, they got a bump when Jeff Ward first took over as head coach, but they haven't been right this year. Uh, I think something's amiss with the mix there. It has nothing to do with the exhibition game that Calgary played the other day against Edmonton. And I think Winnipeg might very well have, you know, the best goaltender in the league right now in Connor Halbuck. I mean, no one can say how he's going to play after the pause. I felt like the Jets were beginning to come on a bit, and, and I still feel that way even after the pause. I'm taking the Jets in three. Reed? Well, I think the Jets have, yeah, the guy who's going to win the Vesna Trophy. They uh, they were getting a little healthier when the season went into pause and, and obviously, uh, you know, rested and healthy now going into the tournament. I think Calgary's going to put up a good fight. I do think it'll go five, but... I just think that the Jets are have the goaltending and, and really have come together here. I'm going to take the Jets in five. Brandon Escott. I've got the Jets in four here. Obviously, the goaltending is going to be a big part of this, not only because of what Hellebuck has been like this season, but maybe and, and particularly, in my opinion, since the you know the aftermath of that Battle of Alberta there, David Riddick was never really the same after that, and I'm not convinced that they're convinced in Cam Talbot's ability to, to win them a series. And you couple that with the fact that I really believe in Winnipeg's leadership core with Blake, uh, Blake Wheeler at the helm there. I think they've got a lot of uh, good 
pieces that can score around that as well. So for those reasons, and I agree with Jack, I just don't. I don't know what it is about Calgary. I just don't get real, uh, real good gelling vibes out of there. So Jets and four. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to take the Flames in five. I'm concerned about the right side of Calgary or Winnipeg's defense. Dylan DeMello, Neil Pionk, who obviously came over in the Truba deal, and Tucker Poolman. Uh, even the second and third pairing left shot guys, Kulikov and ba- uh, Boyle, you don't do much for me. I'm taking the Calgary Flames upset special in five. On to Vancouver and Minnesota. Reed, you get first call. Well, a common theme for me in these picks is is going to be goaltending, and I think Vancouver has the edge here. I think it'll be a pretty competitive series, though Though I do have Vancouver taking it in four. Uh, you know, Minnesota made the coaching change, and they have shown signs at life signs of life throughout the season at times, but kind of inconsistent overall from them. I'm going to go with the Canucks in four. Jack. First of all, Winnipeg and upset special. I believe the two teams were separated by one one thousandth of a percentage point. I digress. Uh, you you took them in three straight. You took them in three straight. I'm taking Calgary in five. I know, but you did throw out an upset special between two teams <laughs> with identical record. But in any event, uh, back to Vancouver, Minnesota. Uh, you know. Uh, there are people who love Vancouver. I think this series is going to slog its way to five games. I uh, Minnesota, for whatever reason, played some good games against Edmonton this year. I think the Canucks will squeak it out, but I'm not as bullish on their chances as a lot of people in Western Canada. And you just love uh, the, the Canucks broadcasters too, eh? With the Pedersen Peterson thing, Jack. It's funny, but they got. There are a lot of guys in Vancouver that think that group of Peterson and Besser and uh, Quinn Hughes, Horvat are right there with the Oilers group. And I, I, in terms of high end, I'm like, look, I like Peterson. He ain't that good. Uh, like he's really good, but he's not one of the five best players in the league. And the Oilers have two of those guys. Brendan Escott, who you taking? I got Vancouver in five. Uh, a lot of the same reasons that Jack has. I think Vancouver's uh, youthful exuberance is probably going to be able to outwork in, in a quick playoff atmosphere, outwork what Minnesota had going. A lot of their offense was coming from Kevin Fiala towards the end of the season there, and while I like him as a player, I don't think that he should be your your offensive catalyst. So Markstrom will be the X factor for Vancouver, but uh, the energy that guys like Quinn Hughes provide in that lineup and the, and the game-breaking ability of some of those forwards uh, that we've been talking about, that, that's what's going to set them up Part. I don't imagine it's going to be a nice series to watch. Uh, Minnesota might stand a chance if guys like a, a Jordan Greenway, for example, can kind of lean into to the physical edge. But uh, to me, this is Vancouver's series to lose. Canucks and four for me. On to Nashville and Arizona. Brendan, you have the first call. Oh, this is probably the series in the West I care the least about. Uh, I got Nashville in a sweep. Arizona was had all the wrong things going for it towards the end of that season. They peaked too soon. All due respect to Rick Tockett and what he can do with that team. Uh, you know, they're going to get a boost from having Darcy Kemper in net, if I'm not mistaken there, which they weren't uh, privy to for some of this season. But overall, I just don't know that they've got enough pieces willing to put the puck in the net uh, and it just doesn't seem to me they're going to get past uh, a veteran Nashville team led by a Norris Trophy candidate and Roman Yossi. Reed? Uh, yeah, same with Brendan, first of all. If there's ever a game I'm going to skip out of a sextuple header, it would probably be this one. I'll go with uh, the Predators in four. Okay. Uh, Jack? This is the washroom break series. I totally concur with my colleagues. 
But it's also a series with a, a laundry list of guys with a lot to prove. I mean, I, I think Phil Kessel, Matt Duchesne, and Ryan Johansson are in danger of becoming just another guy. This is their series and platform to prove they're still elite players in the National Hockey League. And, you know, Taylor Hall, he's got a lot to prove, too. I mean, he played pretty well when he joined Arizona, but he was also a bit of a kiss of death. I mean, they were in first place when he arrived, and, and he's, you know, basically been on a sinking ship where they were nowhere close to the playoffs at the pause. I'm going to take Nashville to figure it out, get themselves going. For some reason, Nashville has turned themselves into Dallas without the goaltending. They can't score, and their goaltending isn't nearly as good as the Stars. I still like Nashville in three, though. I'm going to take Arizona in five games. Um, You know what? I'm with you. Hall's got something to play for. I like Arizona's goaltending more. That's the major reason why I'm taking it. I know Nashville's a better team now that they have Ryan Ellis back in terms of on the back end. I'm still going to take them in five. Here's what we're going to do. Just before we go to break, and again, Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, uh, Brendan Escott, uh, still to come. We'll do our Eastern Conference qualifiers. Plus, we'll do the Oilers Chicago Series. Plus, one favorite out of each conference. This day in Oilers history, Steve Tambellini in 2008 was named the general manager of the Oilers after the team and organization promoted Kevin Lowe to president of hockey operations. Uh, after five tough years at the helm, Tambellini was let go and replaced by Craig McTavish. It's 142 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 145 in Edmonton, a reminder, game one of the Oilers Hawks qualifier on 630 Chad goes tomorrow, 11 a.m. The face-off show followed by the puck drop at 1 p.m. Reed Wilkins is with us. Jack Michaels uh, will have the call of the game. Reed and uh, uh, Jack, myself, and Rob Brown will have the face-off show beginning at 11 o'clock. Brendan Escott as well. Let's get back to our predictions, guys. We're going to switch to the Eastern Conference. We'll start with Columbus and Toronto. I'm going to do it again. I'm the official Maple Leaf kiss of death. I'm going to take the Leafs in four over the Blue Jackets. I respect the work that John Tortorella's done. I know the team's healthy. I'm still taking Toronto in four. Jack Michaels. Now this is an upset special. I'm taking Columbus in four. You got a lot of, right, Jack? I tell you, you're making a lot of friends out there on our Ashley Five Floors text line because you've taken Winnipeg to beat Calgary and you've taken Columbus to beat Toronto, and a lot of our fans don't like Calgary or Toronto. So well done. I need need to get my Q rating up, partner. You know that. Uh, Why do you like Columbus? I like Columbus for a wide variety of reasons. I think uh, when they're fully healthy, they play a, a, a playoff type of series game. I, I really do. I'm not sure the Leafs don't have some of the same issues that Calgary has. I'm not sure their mix is exactly right. I don't have a ton of confidence in Freddie Anderson either. Toronto has also lost three straight playoff series, the bulk of which with this group, so they can't have a great deal of confidence entering the postseason. Meanwhile, Columbus finally got over the hump with a big win last year in the first okay. round. All right. Uh, Reed, if you could quickly, please. Maple Leafs are the second-worst defensive team of the 24 clubs in the playoffs. Blue Jackets are healthy. Tortorella took apart Tampa last year. He can certainly take apart Toronto. Blue Jackets in four. 
Brendan. Leafs have to get past the first round at some point. They've got some of the best odds in the qualifying round to do so. I believe in the goaltending of Freddie Anderson if he's on, and for that reason, that'll push him over at the top. All right, Jack, you're wrong. The Who Cares Cup is not Nashville, Arizona. The Who Cares Cup is going to turn out to be the Islanders in Florida, and I don't even think Florida cares, so I'm going to take the New York Islanders in four in that series. Uh, Brendan. Oh, I got the Islanders in four as well. Actually, I have them sweeping. Florida Florida sold Vinny Trocek at the deadline. That tells me everything I need to know about where they thought they were heading for the rest of the season. Jack. Bob, you're bang on as far as my interest level. I I, I don't agree with your Florida pick, though. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Islanders in this series. I sa- Did I not say the Islanders? Oh, I thought you said Florida. My fault. Uh, no, no, no. I, I think I took the Islanders and I met the Islanders in four. I'm taking the Islanders in four. Okay. I, I, I'm going to take the Islanders, too. I'm going to take the Islanders in five. I, again, these are two teams that, uh, for whatever reason, I mean, the Islanders showed uh, real promise last year. Didn't quite get it going this year. I'm not sure what's up in Florida. I, I like some of their core players, but for whatever reason, it hasn't happened for them, and I don't think it's going to happen in the first round for them either. Reed? Islanders in four. There we go. Montreal, Pittsburgh. Reed? Yeah, not much to say about this one. Complete mismatch. Penguins sweep them. Okay, I, I'm going to agree with that. In fact, I take the Penguins in two if I could. Montreal does. Montreal doesn't win a period in this in this series. Jack? Penguins have arguably their strongest roster yep. in the last. I mean, I, I include the two cup teams. Penguins in three. Okay, Brandon. Pens in three. I don't know who's going to score goals for Montreal, and the Penguins got canceled back. Okay, real interesting series between Carolina and the New York Rangers. The Rangers beat the Hurricanes four in a row. Uh, I was getting calls from uh, mutual acquaintances uh, that was coaching the kid, saying, Bob, this just Storkin is an off-the-charts goalie. I think the Rangers are going to beat Carolina. I'm going to take the Rangers in four. Jack. Boy, you stole my thunder. I, I thought I had a good one here. As you guys know, I picked the Rangers to make the postseason this year. They were my dark horse, and I, I think they're a sleeper to really make some noise. Again, you can't tell what's going to happen after the break, but their goalie and Zibanejad and Panarin were probably three of the league's five hottest players going into the pause. I like the Rangers in five, even though I respect the heck out of Rod Brindamore. Where are we at here, Reed? Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Rangers in five. I, I think it'll be a pretty entertaining series. There are a lot of things I, I, I like about Carolina, but you, you mentioned the Rangers goalie, and I think in a shorter series, the you know some of the firepower led by Panarin can get him over the hump. Rangers in five. Brandon. Zabanajad can be and will be an MVP candidate at some point, but that's not wow. enough to put the Rangers past Carolina, in my opinion. Carolina added so much to the defensive depth on that back line. They're going to need some goaltending to help there. I like Rod Brendamore a lot. I've got the Canes in four. Five minutes. Five minutes left. Let's get to Edmonton and Chicago. Jack, you got 30 seconds. Let her rip. I like Edmonton's advantage down the middle. I mean, after the first line, uh, center, uh, Jonathan Taves, I don't think Chicago will have any answers for either Dreisaitl or McDavid, who, you know, that switch by Dave Tippett decides this series very quickly, and our colleague Rob Brown made an excellent point. The troubles for Chicago don't end just there. Connor Murphy, Calvin DeHaan as a second pair, again having to deal with one of Edmonton's top two lines. I don't like that matchup if I'm the Hawks. So how many... Great three games three, for Edmonton. You're calling a sweep? Yes. Wow. Uh, let's go to Reed. 
Most of the Hawks' playoff experience is spread um, uh, amongst a small part of their roster. They're likely going to have nine players in the lineup tomorrow with zero NHL playoff games. So if you look at the depth of experience, it actually favors the Oilers. Plus, they have more firepower. The the power play is huge. We know the Oilers can be a little inconsistent, so I'm going to give the Hawks a game, but Edmonton in four. Brandon. That's how I see it, too. I've got the Hawks with one game. I think that the Oilers have goaltending going for them right now, and confidence in their goaltending is going to be big. Their stars are hungry, and that, to me, is setting a really good precedent for the rest of that team. I think we saw that reflected against Calgary, and for the way that they're rolling right now, I know that there's a lot of experience for uh, for Chicago in terms of, uh, you know, your your. Taves and your cane and what have you, but right now Edmonton edges them based on the production of Drysidle and McDavid and that power play. I think the fact that both Koskinen and Smith play in this building helps from a lighting perspective for goaltenders, which hasn't been talked a lot. I know Jack's brought up five of the Oilers' 60 are back from 2017, and the guy that isn't, uh, the newbie, uh, Ethan Bear, has been the Oilers' best defenseman. Uh, Chicago can win two or more games in this series if there's no penalties called. They uh, they have to think they can win this same five-on-five. I think the Oilers would like to prove they're a better five-on-five team than people think. Edmonton's got, obviously, the best special teams in the league. I'll take the Oilers in four. Jack, give me your Eastern and Western Conference champions in 30 seconds. I like Vegas. I I think Vegas is the team to beat out West. Uh, At least they were going into the pause. I I felt like they were coming along. Uh, They beat the Oilers head-to-head twice in the last week and a half before the pause. I like their chances to come out. I, I I just I like their mix. It, it, it works for me. Out East is very difficult for me to be objective here. I, I just said I, I feel like the Penguins might have their best roster that they've had in the last three or four years, but they're going to need the kind of luck that put them over the top in the Stanley Cup years. I feel the same way about Washington, but ultimately I think both of those teams are going to be usurped by the team that I feel has been knocking on the door long enough. Tampa's coming out of the East, finally. Wow. uh, Brendan? Man, rip that right away from me, did Jack. I have Tampa coming out of the East as well. I think Anthony Sorelli is somebody that people really need to pay attention to in this series. He could fly up and down the ice. I'll give you a thumbs up from afar. Thumbs up? He loves Sorelli. Bob loves him. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what? Then you'll understand why I think that he can be a difference maker in this series. Eventually, you know, with with the firepower that this team has, they added Blake Coleman, I believe it was, out of New Jersey. Uh, I think these are, are pieces that should help them get past Boston finally. Braden Point is absolutely on fire. We know what Stamkos can do. So that's my pick out of the East. St. Louis, I, to me, one thing that was standing in the way of them making it back to the Stanley Cup final was the fact that just a lot of teams don't do that because it's very grueling well they had a bunch of time to recuperate i don't see many holes in that lineup so i've got a cup final of st louis and tampa reed you got 30 all right well as you guys all know i i don't like changing my preseason predictions if i can help it because the more teams you can you predict, this year you can this year well you know what i am going to be stubborn in the west uh, i'm going to go with dallas they were my preseason pick in the east my preseason pick i believe was florida i am not going to be stubborn there and uh, I hate to parrot the other two guys, but I think the disappointment for Tampa last year 
they really learned a lot from that. They, they made sure they were peaking at the right time. I know the, the schedule is adjusted, but I think they have the right mindset. I'll take Tampa Bay to come out of the East. The only team the Oilers need to avoid if they get past Chicago in the first round is Vegas. I'm going to take Vegas out of the uh, West. They're deep up front. They're deep in goal. My only concern for Vegas is if they get an injury on defense. Don't have the quite, and they've got a lot of different variables, and can they, they can play a heavy game. So I like Vegas out of the West. Jack, stunned you didn't take Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh to uh, win the Eastern Conference in a Vegas-Pittsburgh Stanley Cup final. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. We'll see you tomorrow at uh, 11 o'clock. See you. Thanks, Bob. See you later. That's Jack Michaels, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports, who has... A fluid show coming up tonight, but he's got inside sports from 6 to 8 p.m. Mr. S. Scott, you know what he's got cooking. You will, uh, you know, obviously get more of a preview for tomorrow's game one, but uh, you'll also hear from Hawks radio analyst Troy Murray. It's Troy's birthday today for all of the Murray uh, clan out there. Troy was a tremendous NHL player, great guy, and uh, had an excellent uh, National Hockey League career and was once in a band with a bunch of members of the uh, Chicago Bears as well. All right, again, that's Reed Wilkins coming up on Inside Sports tonight. Again, we'll have game one of the Oilers and the Hawks, Saturday, 11 a.m., with a face-off show, followed by the puck drop at 1 p.m. Monday, we will have a show. I know it's a holiday Monday. Everybody have a great weekend out there, but uh, we'll have a complete recap of game number one of the series and a preview of game number two. John Shannon will be amongst our numerous guests. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Have a great weekend and a fabulous Friday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.